when I say greatest enemy, obviously I'm talking about Satan, but I'm talking about a more specific thing that kind of eats at me and I have to constantly fight more than certain other things. And so what my greatest hindrance, my greatest enemy is, is pride. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Reclassified Room. I'm your host, Gabriel Huff Jr. And you may be wondering, why did I say the Reclassified Room instead of You Are Story? And the reason that is, is because this isn't, this is going to go on the You Are Story podcast page um, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But what this is, is this is going to be a shorter form video or content. Um, and what I call that is the reclassified room where I'm just going to be talking about a specific topic and I'm going to be doing a lot more of these this year where I just talk on specific topics and just kind of give my insights on them. Some of the things that God has allowed me to grow in knowledge and wisdom of, and just to really focus more in on that, um, the, you are story podcast. That's where we kind of dive into more of like a story thing, whether it's myself or a guest that I bring on, uh, this is going to be more, a little bit more focused on a certain topic or subject. And so what this will be referred to as is the reclassified room. And there'll be a certain playlist on the YouTube page or the YouTube channel for that as well. So yeah, I'm excited to be bringing this to y'all. Um, I posted another video on that playlist, The Reclassified Room. I think it was like a two or three minute video um, where I was talking about joy or something like that. But <clears throat> for this specific topic I'm going to talk about today is uh, I refer to it as my greatest hindrance, my greatest enemy, right? And deep down, all of us know that our biggest enemy is Satan. Um, you know, the the embodiment of evil, which is Satan. All the way from the beginning in the book of Genesis, we, we see that Satan, he was manifested in the form of the serpent. And he uh, deceived Eve. And through that, both Eve and Adam ate the fruit. And that led to the fall. And we see how... We, we, it tells us in Psalm chapter 51, verse five, behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me, you know, through one sin. And it's also, it also talks about this in Romans chapter five as well, but through the sin of Adam, you know, all of us have been conceived in sin, right? You know, our human nature, our fallen nature. And so, um, Whenever people, whenever I talk to people about just my life in general, I always tell them that I always tell them about my greatest enemy and what my greatest enemy is, you know, outside, you know, it because it, like I said, our greatest enemy is Satan. And I think Satan chooses to attack each and every one of us in a way that he feels that we're going to fall the most in. And so when I say greatest enemy, obviously I'm talking about Satan, but I'm talking about a more specific thing that 
kind of eats at me and I have to constantly fight more than certain other things. And so what my greatest hindrance, my greatest enemy is, is pride. And so pride has been a big thing in my walk with Christ that I have tried, that I've had to be so intentional about fighting off. And where that comes from is as I was growing up, I, you know, I, I was good at a lot of things. There was everything that I did. I've usually found success in doing. I remember recently we were at my grandma's house and we were talking about me and my sister growing up and stuff like that and how my mom, she just spent so much time and so many hours preparing me and my sister for reading. Um, And so my sister was in preschool at the time and I wasn't in pre, I wasn't in school yet. And I remember my mom, she was telling my grandmother and some of my other cousins that Every single day she would devote at least an hour, at least. Sometimes it would be for hours on end, but she would devote she would devote at least one hour to uh, reading to me and my sister, making us sound out words, making us recognize letters and what the what sound the letters make and stuff like that. And by the time my sister was in kindergarten and by and before I entered preschool, we were both able to read. Uh, very well. And she was saying by the time I was in kindergarten, I was able to read at a third or fourth grade level or something like that. So, you know, her sacrifice in doing that helped to prepare me and my sister for success in those areas and kind of getting us ahead of where we quote unquote should have been. Um, and so that kind of started the beginning and then everything else that my parents have had me and I found some type of success in, um, you know, whether it be sports, I was always athletic. My dad <laughs> passed on his athletic genes to me, which is a great help. He passed it on to my brothers as well. Uh, my brother's back there right now scrolling on his phone, but he's athletic. He's on the varsity basketball team. He started as a freshman on the varsity basketball team, which was which is dope. But um yeah, and you know, I always found success in sports. We had played piano for years. I was always naturally just good at playing the piano. And even recently getting into preaching, I remember uh, after my first message, a few a lot of my family came and you know, f- uh people in the church, they were saying how great job how great of a job I did. My family was there supporting and telling me how great of a job I did and I remember after that, I had to fight so hard to try not to feel prideful in that moment, because obviously when it comes to preaching and getting into ministry, it's not about yourself. It's about serving God and serving others. Um, and I remember the feeling I had afterwards, I had to really go to God and stand, stand before God and just ask him to remove any ounce of pride that was within me because y'all may have heard me say this in some other episodes. I don't think there's ever really been a moment in my life, at least to my face where anybody has ever really doubted me. Um, if you see some success stories of professional athletes and some other people who are well known now, they always talk about how they, they dealt with people telling them that they weren't going to make it. Um, there's this NBA player uh, named Jalen Brown. 
he even said something one time, one of his teachers told him that he was going to end up in prison. Um, and now he's in the NBA and, you know, he's very intelligent. He always speaks up on certain issues and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part in my life, I don't think I've ever really been doubted. It's actually been the opposite. I've always received sort of like words of affirmation. I've always had people tell me, you know, you're like an inspiration to people. You're you're like a role model and all these other things. And those things are really good. They're they're awesome things. Um, and I, I take every compliment I receive and, you know, I appreciate it. You know, I try to be as appreciative as I can. But when you've grown up hearing only good things about yourself throughout your whole life, pretty much, sometimes it can paint the picture of what your identity is. Um, and it can make you feel like you're above making mistakes, that you're above any type of criticism or above any type of advice that you could receive from other people because you you think that you know it all. You think that you're not perfect. I don't I don't think I've ever really thought that I was perfect, but when when you've just been good at a lot of the things that you've done in your life, it can make you have a feeling of like feeling like you're the best at it. You know, I'm the best at this. There's nothing anybody can say to me because I excel. I I I exude excellence. And you know, because of I don't want to say because of but due to my fallen nature and due to how amazing the people in my life are, you know, I thank God for the people that he's blessed to come into my life who have always affirmed me with these kind words and everything and kind actions. It it becomes a problem when my fallen nature and my flesh tries to take over and, and begins to take these kind things and make them my identity. So instead of it being a compliment, it turns into my identity. And where the issue lies is because you think that you're above making mistakes and think that you're the greatest thing since Salad and Ranch. But it also makes you, when you do fall short in certain areas, it makes when it ha- when success has become your identity, when you fail at something, it can rip you apart instead of becoming a learning moment for you. And so because I found success in a lot of the things I was doing before, I remember in college, um, I was always good in my classes. I always made pretty good grades. And I I don't think I had ever failed a test or failed an assignment up until this point. Um, But I remember in college, my freshman year, I think I was taking calculus two. And the first test that we took, I didn't really study too much. Um, I was just relying on my raw intelligence, I guess. And so we took the test, come back and get the grade. I got a 54 on the test, which is a failing grade. And I remember feeling so bad and it kind of ripped me apart because when you've done something, when you've had success in a certain area and you allow it to become your identity and when you become prideful in that, once 
you fail at it or fail at something else, that pride and that feeling of thinking that you're above that situation or above that mistake, it can cause you to rip yourself apart and to feel this shame that can just mess up your emotions, mess up your feelings and all of these other things. And so that's why pride has always been my greatest enemy because it, for someone that's as blessed as I am in certain areas, it makes it, you know, it quote unquote makes sense for that person to be prideful. Oh, I, I put in the work. I got myself to this position. I'm the one who did this, you know, so if I did this, I deserve to have the benefits of it. Um, I remember Tom, uh, Pastor Thomas, he he shared a message um, recently on the story of David and Bathsheba. And David, he was the king. Uh, he had won a ton of battles. He had had success in a lot of the things. We've actually been doing a sermon series called After God's Heart. And, you know, we talked about how David was anointed um, Samuel came and anointed David as the next king. David defeated Goliath. David um, just having help in times of trouble and how he's just found success in a lot of the things that he has done in his life. And the main focus in that series is that God has been the orchestrator and God has been the one who has brought David to the point where he's at. And so in the message, Thomas preached about David and Bathsheba. Excuse me about David and Bathsheba. Um, if y'all don't know that story, it's in second Samuel chapters 11 and 12, I believe. Um, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'll have it up on the screen, but I believe it's second Samuel's chapter 11 and 12. And I'm not going to go through that whole story. If y'all, you know, make sure you go read it for yourself and just allow the Holy spirit to speak to you through it. But Something that we see in that story is that, and and this is something that Thomas mentioned, which I think was really profound. It's not that David looked at Bathsheba. That's not where everything went wrong. Where everything began to go wrong wasn't when David looked at Bathsheba on the roof while she was, you know, cleansing herself and he fell into lust. Where everything went wrong is once when David took his eyes off of God. And I think that's the essence of pride. When you take your eyes off of God and start looking within yourself, when you take your eyes off of God and start looking to the success that God, that God has brought you to, or when you take your eyes off of God and you start to think that you're your own God and that you know what's best for your life. And there's been a lot of times in my life where I've had to ask God for forgiveness and ask God to conform my mind and get my eyes back on him when I began to look within myself and think that I'm the reason why I'm excelling at all of these things when it's actually the opposite. All of these things were things that God has led me to, that God has brought me success in. It wasn't by anything that I've done. And by no means am I trying to say that you should downgrade yourself or hate yourself or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that we have to understand that even though 
you may accomplish many great things in your life. The one thing that you have to understand is that it is God who brought you success in those things and anything outside of that. And you begin to start looking at yourself and saying that you brought yourself this. That's pride. Um, That's why if y'all remember one of the episodes I had with my sister and my cousin, something that I don't really like that people say is I'm a self-made millionaire or I'm a self-made billionaire. The thing is nobody has ever done anything on their own. There always has to be some type of help. Um, Even if someone didn't receive advice from somebody and they're successful at singing or successful in sports or something like that, someone has to listen to your music for it to be considered successful. You know what I mean? So I don't really like the the statement self-made of anything. I think everybody has received help in some type of way. And I think when you when you say that you're self-made in any area, that that's that's sort of a prideful type of statement, whether you realize it or not. And so I think pride can be a lot of our greatest enemies in our lives because it can blind us to the greatness and the uh, the reality of the grace and the mercy and the love of Christ. So if I can encourage you, I'll just I just want to read off a few scriptures that I believe are essential and can help to turn from pride and to start living in humility. Um, so one that I think that a lot of us know is James chapter four, verse six. And that tells us, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Pride is something that we can see all throughout scripture that God absolutely does not stand for. Like just now we talked about David and eventually if you continue reading through second Samuel and beyond that story, we see the consequences of David's actions, even though God showed him mercy and God was gracious towards David, there were still consequences to his pride. And there's consequences that we see from God and there can be consequences that we just see in life as well. Um, Later on, we see David's family. It started to really kind of fall apart. And that was a consequence to the pride that he had in that moment of weakness when he was looking lustfully upon Bathsheba while he was standing on his roof. Um, We also see in... um, Either first or second Corinthians. I, I don't remember the scripture off the top of my head. I'll go ahead and uh, look it up real quick. But it's where Paul is speaking on how he has a thorn in his side. And it's not a literal thorn, but it, it's not re- what this thorn is not revealed to us blatantly in scripture. Some people think it's, you know, it was his eyesight or other things like that. Maybe it was a chronic illness or something like that. But long story short, Paul speaks on having a thorn in his side, a metaphorical thorn in his side that was constantly kind of bothering him a little bit. And he asked God to remove it three times. And God said no every single time. And Paul says what he realized in this and what God told him was that 
is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I think the first step to removing pride from ourselves, allowing God to remove pride from our everyday lives is recognizing that we are weak, recognizing that outside of him, we're not strong, but we're, we're weak. But once we recognize that we are weak and that can be in any area of life, we can, we can start to begin relying on God's power instead of our own futile power that is withering away. We can rely on God's power. And I think that's where we'll begin to see changes in our mentality and our way of thinking. Um, Something I tell my brother Nathaniel all the time, sometimes I see him getting mad and angry that he got a question mad on his assignment. And (laughs) the funny thing about this assignment is when you get a question wrong, it actually moves you backwards. So now you have to answer more questions again. um, And sometimes I see him getting mad and something I tell him is Nathaniel, you know, you're not entitled to get these questions correct. Obviously, we want you to get the questions correct, but your reaction to getting them wrong kind of has a sense of entitlement to it and kind of has a sense of pride. Um, and I know that may be a strange thing, way of thinking or a strange thing to say to your younger brother who you want to get the questions right. But what I'm saying in that and what I'm trying to relay to him is that at the end of the day, we're not going to be perfect at everything we do. We're not going to be the best at everything we do. We have to recognize that we have to rely and trust God to get us to the places and the positions that he wants us to be in rather than our own power. Because if you're operating on pride and pride is the engine that's driving your car, eventually it's going to break down. And when you're prideful about something, the moment that it doesn't work, the moment that that car stops working, instead of locating your nearest tire shop, you're just going to be wallowing in your car and wondering what you need to be doing. And you're not going to know how to proceed. But when you recognize that you're weak, you can go to the ultimate car dealer in the Lord and he can get your tires properly placed and you can go and move forward. And then if they begin to break down, you can trust that he is going to supply you with what you need to keep on going. And so a lot of our greatest enemies in our lives is pride. But what I'm here to tell you all today is that humility will carry you a lot more in life than pride will. And humility is not a self-deprecating type of thing. That's not what humility is. Instead, humility is recognizing that We are weak, but God is strong and we should trust him and go to him to get us to where he would have us be. And that shouldn't be just a moment, but that should be a lifestyle, whether you're in a moment of failure or whether you're in a moment of success, we should always strive to be humble and humility. Um, Like I was talking about earlier 
you know, as I was growing up, I found a lot of success in some of the things that I was doing. But as I've gotten older and been in my adult years, I've failed at a lot more things. I've struggled at a lot more things. And it was it was a struggle at first because being affirmed so much growing up made it my identity. My identity became I need to be successful at all costs. But now, as I've grown up and I've matured more in my faith, I recognize that being humble and going to God in any circumstance, whether you're in the mountain or whether you're in the valley, that will help to carry you a lot more than your own pride will. And so my encouragement for anybody who's listening to this is to ask God to just something I ask God. Usually when I pray, I ask God to remove any ounce of pride that is within me. And I think it's especially true for someone who's about to preach something I preach or something I pray before I uh, go up behind the podium and preach is for God to remove any ounce of pride that is within me. And so that his word can can humbly come out because all I am is a servant that's just sharing the word that he's given us to share. And so my encouragement to anybody who's listening to this is just to ask God to remove any ounce of pride from within you and just to help uh, install a humility within you that can carry you throughout life. And so that that's what I just wanted to share with y'all today. Um, If you took anything away from this or this helped you in any way, um, I'm thankful. Um, I just pray that uh, we can all just become a more a, a more humble type of people that can share the the love, hope, and grace and mercy of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so, yeah, um, I'm excited for what we have in store for this this year, the reclassified room. I think it'll be a good time because a lot of us don't really have time to listen to the whole entire episodes, but I think these shorter episodes will be a good kind of a good kind of little watering or just something for us to listen to so that we can continue to grow closer to the Lord and everything. So again, thank you for listening. If you've made it to this end of the video, make sure to go tune into the UR story podcast um, and just go check it out. Uh, Share it with a friend, share it with family, share it with your church faith family and everybody. Uh, We want to grow this thing. So uh, any way possible for that to happen, uh, that that'll be a great help and a great blessing. But at the end of the day, it's all in the Lord's hands. And, you know, I, I'm like I said um, in one of the podcast episodes for this year, I'm believing God for 3000 Instagram followers and a uh, thousand YouTube subscribers. So um, if you have anybody who you feel could benefit from what we have going on here or it could help them in any way, just go ahead and share it with them and let's get this thing rolling. I believe that God is doing something great here and he has been blessing me and I hope that through these videos and these messages that he has been blessing you as well. Um, Make sure to go listen to The Reclassified. That's my blog where I post different things that God has been, that I feel that God has been sharing with me, some of my experiences and stuff like that and some things that I've been learning as I've continued to grow in my faith. And it's a process. Um, If y'all don't know, I'm only 23 years old. I'm still very young, but I feel that God has blessed me with, um, you know, wisdom and some other things. So um, I just feel the need to share them. I I don't want to keep them to myself. I just want to share it. So 
yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Um, so make sure you go check out the reclassified at thereclassified.com. Make sure to go follow the Instagram. It's the Recl- at the reclassified ministries on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, like I always say, it's free. So uh, why not go ahead and take that next step and subscribe to the channel? But again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, I hope this has blessed you in any way. I hope that God has spoken through this to you in whatever way he would have it. And yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Peace out.